The Protectors of the Wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 58, The Danger Increases. Abby, Phoebe, Jeremy, George, Eddie, and Stephanie make a plan. If I knew you really loved me, there would be no In this wild and crazy world If I knew you really loved me It would set my heart aglow Take you with me Everywhere I go 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 song be about me or Abby? Does George even know? It must be for Abby. But he wants me to love him. And I do love him even though he's annoying. And I can never live with him. But he can be awesome, and he's like a brother to me now. We've got to do it that way tomorrow. That was a breakthrough. Let's try double solos on a couple of other songs. What do you think, Phoebe? They're going to love you. It did sound good. Jeremy, you were fabulous. Eddie's right. Let's try treating solos on living and dark vision. But we do need to practice the new song for a while. Can we repeat what we just did? Yeah, man, let's try it. Suddenly, Stephanie swept into the room carrying two large, overstuffed grocery bags. All eyes turned to her. I hope you appreciate this dinner from Sammy's for everyone. She pushed George's clothes off the couch, sat down with a sigh, and set the bags on the floor. (sighs) This was one of the longest days. The boys carefully put their instruments to the side and circled around pulling up folding chairs and Jim's old desk chair on wheels. George was staring at the door in amazement. Abby! 
Phoebe stared too. There was the faint image of her face against the glass. Slowly the door opened and Abby stepped inside. Her black hair framed her glowing face like the moon shining in the dark. Her eyes seemed to wonder if it was okay for her to be there. Her tall, slim body hesitated just inside the room. George, Phoebe, and Jeremy jumped up to welcome her, with Stephanie and Eddie close behind. Stephanie cleared off the rest of George's belongings from the couch and pulled Abby into a seat next to her. I haven't seen you in ages. How are things? Oh, okay. I hope you all don't mind me barging in like this. Abby, you don't barge in anywhere. Don't forget, you're one of us. And you're just in time for the food. I hope you like all my choices. We've got chicken, tomato, potato squash sandwiches, fried potato squash chips, roasted finger beans, a whole peach pie, coffee, even paper plates, and a container of iced tea. Stephanie shared out the food with a running commentary. They were all ravenous. As the food disappeared, everyone began to relax and decide conversations. But Stephanie had her own agenda. I need to talk. I heard some very strange things at the coffee shop today. It's like I'm supposed to know something, but nobody has told me anything. I mean, do we expect the police on Friday night? Not as our friends, but as our enemies? She looked from one face to another. I'm afraid that we do. The rumor is that police will raid the concert to investigate complaints and try to close down the coffee shop. Sammy insists on going through with the concert and we're trying to make sure he isn't in violation of his permit or the fire code. We need help at the front and back doors during the performance. It's our responsibility to keep the number of people below 95. And look out for other kinds of trouble. And Sammy's got to hire another worker to help me tomorrow. I was swamped today. And tomorrow will be twice as busy. And Friday will be off the hook. All my friends have dates for the concert. No one's going to want to work. And I guess George's sister is still grounded? The group looked at George for confirmation, but he just shrugged his shoulders. I'm staying out of that. I'm not even talking to my parents. I want to work. Everyone looked at her in surprise. <gasps> That's great! I'd love that. I'm not very experienced at this job myself, 
but we'll do our best together. Stephanie put her arm around Abby and gave her a hug. Abby's face lit up. Phoebe was at a loss for words. She felt like cheering Abby's bold move, but her thoughts were staggered by the risks involved. But... I've got something on my mind that's been worrying me all week. I've been working at Hickory Securities for Bob Bentley. I just quit yesterday. Over the past month, I've overheard very bizarre conversations. They've been referring to you, Abby, as if you've got the Holy Grail in your back pocket. Do you know they're obsessed with finding you? Phoebe felt like she was about to witness a train wreck. She was thinking, Please, don't let her bring up Dreamstone here. We're not ready for this. She glanced at Jeremy. He was looking back at her, wide-eyed, wondering what to do. But Abby jumped into the silence, smoothly and easily. It's all about farming. It's all about growing food. The whole town knows fruits and vegetables sold by Sammy are different from anything you can get elsewhere. It's causing a big stir, and everyone wants them. A few people are determined to find out where they come from, especially Scudder. That's why they're after me. Stephanie did not seem satisfied and surveyed the group with a frown. Look, this has been on my mind, and please don't mention it to anyone. I don't know what they'd do if they thought I was spying on them. She turned to Abby and spoke as if they were having a private conversation. I have to tell you, Bentley and his brother and Connolly and all those guys, including Morphe, especially Morphe, they're plotting to trick you into helping them steal secrets from somebody. Does that make sense to you? I couldn't get all the details. <sighs> I know all about it. Don't worry, please. It's been going on for months. Well, I am worried. These guys are weird. The, this big silent guy in a dark jacket like a bouncer in a nightclub follows Morphe everywhere. They don't seem like normal people. We've got to trust each other and keep our secrets in this group. Do you know how we found out about the police raid? Some of us are spies and we've made another discovery. You know that perch on top of Morphe's house? You've all seen it. The guy up there keeps a rifle. We think he's watching all of us. Everything we do. That's how important these secrets are. I told you these guys were creepy. Hey, I told you they're creepy first. 
We just didn't know that they're all the same group. Stephanie looked back at Abby. Their faces were only inches apart. But what's going to happen now? If you work at the coffee shop, they'll find you there. But the situation has changed. Abby looked around and addressed the whole group. Yesterday, they delivered the new vegetables to Sammy in the open, in boxes with the farm's names on them. There's no secret anymore. Phoebe was thinking. Like hell there isn't. But that was a clever performance. Abby is certainly not naive. She's clever and deep. She's got a mission and a purpose. Like Wendy said. A new world of possibilities opened up in Phoebe's mind. So, for real, Abby, will they leave you alone? They'll still be looking for me, but maybe not as much. So I've got a new plan. I want to try being a normal person. I want to see if they'll let me. Just let me try, because if it doesn't work, I'll have to do things that are more difficult. I've been hiding for a long time. Abby looked around the group with a pleading expression. Their hearts went out to her. Stephanie was studying Abby's face with such intensity that Abby blushed and turned away, but Stephanie was not embarrassed. Hmm. There's something about you. I have a feeling you could look a different way. With, hmm, with just a few changes, maybe we can confuse these Morphe people. Stephanie took Abby's chin between her thumb and forefinger and turned her face to the right and left. Abby's hair was loose and shorter than Phoebe remembered it. Can anyone find a rubber band? Jeremy took a rubber band off Jim's desk and threw it to Stephanie, who tied Abby's hair into a tight ponytail. Then she took one of Jim's old straw hats with a straight brim from a hook on the wall and placed it on Abby's head. Her thick hair kept the hat in its proper position, as if it were made for her. Stephanie adjusted the angle of the brim. Now stand up. Abby rose. Phoebe noticed how George's eyes were popping out of his head and she felt like hers were too. Stephanie grabbed Jeremy's thin red jacket hanging on the wall and held it up for Abby to put on. It fits snugly over her black t-shirt, just right in the arms. Stephanie adjusted the collar and fastened a button in front. Now stand up straight. Pull your shoulders back a little. Stephanie slanted the angle of the hat a bit lower across Abby's face. Now walk to the door and back. Stand up straight. It was a revelation. Jeremy and Eddie clapped and they all joined in. 
all except George, who seemed too overwhelmed to do anything but stare. Stephanie was standing and addressed the group with a serious expression. Now, do you think people will recognize Abby if she's waitressing at Sammy's looking like that? Hey, she looks like she might be a boy, uh, but, but in an attractive way. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm enjoying this. It's fun. Her ponytail is still visible, but it's shorter than Luis's. I think it's okay. Hmm. Do we need a better hat? This one looks sort of ratty. No, keep that look. It makes her look a little rough. Will she need a new name? How far do we go with this disguise? It's not a disguise. It's just a new look. I am still me, and I always will be with the same name. If this doesn't work, I'll try something else. But Abby, we've got to think of the dangers. Could they kidnap you? I don't mean to be paranoid, but I've heard them talk. I've got a very good idea what they're capable of. And I don't take stupid chances. They're not going to catch me at the coffee shop. Look how I've managed things so far. Abby looked straight at Phoebe, and they locked eyes. I understand this better than you. Phoebe felt Abby was making a private communication just to her, and she thought, Whoa, of course she does. I'm glad to be trying this adventure. Tomorrow I'll begin a new stage of my life. Had a friend. A while ago Had no reason to fear her She gave me a picture of a bright blue boy She gave me an oval mirror Don't you know I was sorry To see her go, baby, oh no Oh if you want me so I'll be there for you Just ask me to play And I'll know what to say If you come around today You won't be in my way Oh no, baby, not you And oh, there are questions I know I don't care no Sweet away down a warm and red dream. Oh, baby, it's true. I'm running without an eye in my head, but my heart courses set, and my old dreams are now. Just what's coming ain't easy to 
Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.